All right, live from Lower BCC, this is Red Sea Radio. Another episode, I'm your host, Kyle Majewitz, along with Jack Sarasulo. You're listening to WUF 88.5 FM. Got a good show for you today, coming off the first Stags basketball game of the year. Jack, how does it feel? I am pumped. I'm pumped. Am I yeah. Am I on? Yeah, your mic's on. Oh, You're man. good. You're good. These headphones um, are just... We're good. Yeah. We're, we're, we're good. We're here. Red Sea Radio. Um, Pumped. Very pumped. Last night... First basketball game, Fairfield versus Providence, a little rematch from last year. We uh you know, we were pumped all day going yeah, we, into we it. Were, it was almost like a it was like almost like a like a holiday. Yeah, really. Like it, it felt, felt like a like, holiday. It felt I feel like last year it didn't we missed it kinda because we were home and it was like a delayed start, so we didn't really have that like campus feel yeah, or like not, not even on campus, campus feel, but, but like, I guess feel like together, like yeah. on campus together. Yeah, or even off campus, but still, we had some uh, little pub nachos ordered to the yeah, to we the had house. A little, little dinner, little little food before the uh, the game. So shout out to little pub, great nachos. Yeah. Um, we did our little pregame ritual. We played our songs that we always play. Yeah, forever young. Yeah, and, and uh, so you know we were feeling good going into this game. Um, Fairfield opened up as. Fifteen and a half. They opened that. They opened at thirteen and a half, I think, and closed at fifteen and a half. So anywhere from thirteen to fifteen and a half. Um, and obviously, matter, you wouldn't have won with any of them. Or you, <laughs> I guess, you would have won with any of them if you had Fairfield. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, basically, if you didn't watch the game, probably not listening to this show. But if you did watch the game and you are listening, you know that Fairfield did lose eighty to seventy-three, seven point. Loss for the Stags, but a, a very inspiring loss. And so. you know, I tweeted last night that I don't think I don't remember since us being here a loss like this, um, an opening day that Fairfield Stags fans felt this good after opening day. Like I don't know when the last time that Fairfield fans felt this good after opening day was, but I don't think it was during our. Three, no, four years here now. I mean, maybe after like the Texas A&M win, but that wasn't opening day. I'm oh, talking like stri- opening strictly alone. opening day. I don't think we were here the last time they felt this good about opening day. I mean, it's tough to feel good after like a forty point loss, which is like usually what like these goes games down. Are. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into it. We got a lot to talk about today. Um, strictly about this game, we got a, a whole lot to say, um, and this episode is going to be a lot like our. Uh, Shows last year after games. So let's take a look at the team stats first. We'll go through it. We got some things to talk about here. Um, so Fairfield, they shot 42% from the field, uh, while Providence shot 51%, which, you I know, mean, you were talking about yesterday. It was, it was higher than that for most of the game. They were at like, they were hovering around 60 for. Yeah, for and the for them to only beat us by seven, shooting 51%, is pretty remarkable. Um, but you got to consider factor, and a lot of those shots were inside the two. Paint. Yeah, I mean, two they, points. They shot horribly from three. Once you check or continue going. Yeah, and, and we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, three point percentage. We shot thirty four percent from three, which is uh, really good for us. Yeah, pretty good for us. Especially that many attempts. Yeah, and it was a little bit um, skewed by those beginning yeah. few hey, three or four threes we hit in a row. They still still count. counts, obviously, still counts. But it, uh, you know, you got to consider that we did cool off a little bit. But like you said, they only shot 22% from three. Um, very poor, and I think they're definitely lacking um, a scorer, you know, a shooter, someone like I Duke mean, that they had, had last it. year. Durham kind of got it going later on. Reeves but. was a little disappointing. Yeah. And, and we'll get into their stats too, but 
that was one of the main themes that I felt like they were lacking a shooter, and I think losing Duke was a uh, pretty pretty yeah, rough for deal. their team. I mean, he was their best player. Yeah. So uh, moving down the line, free throws, we both shot sixty six point seven percent, completely equal. But the difference maker is that we only shot fifteen free throws to their thirty six free Which throws. Eye opening, especially when you start seeing the call, and if you guys watch the game. Even the announcers, which we both kind of agree were pretty pro Providence as a they were a Big East network basically as Fox Sports is, but like even they were kind of like taken aback by some of the calls that yeah yeah and well we can get into this right now because yeah the the announcers last night were very pro Providence you know which I, I I mean to be fair they should be it's a that's Fox Sports is a is airs the Big East and they want to push that team yeah. it makes sense but. You know, even going into like half, right? They're up seven, but mainly those. It was really a lot closer than that, right before the I half. Mean, they went a five zero run in the last minute. And uh, you know, going into half, leading in, they were acting like Providence was like getting the business. job done, yeah. like taking care of business. Like, you know, up seven for Providence is not a very. I mean, to be fair, they also probably thought that it was like the same kind of way it started last year. Yeah. Like my forty, so like they felt like seven. But even throughout the game, 15. I just felt like the the announcers were very biased towards acting like Providence was doing better than they were. Yeah, especially we both noticed that. Especially Nate Watson, which Nate Watson, to be fair, he actually did play well. I'll give him that. I mean, he was he had that mid range jump shot that I don't remember seeing last year. Yeah, that much, but he played well. But I think it was a little. They exacerbated a lot of his, like, dunks and putbacks. Yeah, and so we're both very anti-Nate Watson on this the show. The we're anti-Nate Watson, we're we anti- are, we are, we're anti- We think he's overrated. Yeah, and we're also anti-big men being the best player on teams nowadays, I think. Well, here's the problem, is, like, Nate Watson did well last night, right? Scored 20 points, 20-plus. 20 but a lot of those points are coming against guys... That he's bigger than. ...severely smaller than yeah. him. Severely less talented. Less talented... And and smaller, just yeah. weaker than him, and and it's like you should drop twenty. You probably should have yeah. dropped thirty. Yeah. Last night. I mean, I mean, like, look at the like. If you look at their schedule, you see a Villanova or someone. They're gonna have a guy that is just as big, or if not bigger, than Nate Watson in their pain at all. That's times. the thing too. It's like you won't you drop twenty against Fairfield. Cool. A lot of them were free throws as well. Uh, but. When you go into your Big East schedule, that's not going to fly. The Xavier's, the Novas, and then when the someone Yukons, when someone does cover Watson, who's going to pick up the? I mean, like slack because they didn't have like, a shooter. Yeah. They didn't really have a sh- strong shooter last night. But uh, they you also know, don't have them. They're not that deep. I mean, they only played what eight guys, seven guys consistently that game. Yeah, they they aren't that deep. They played they played seven guys over ten minutes, and, and even them. like buying them as their point guard really really underwhelming. I would say. I think our point guards or our guards in general held him really well. Yeah, he, I mean, especially like uh, I mean, Wojcik's like an undersized guy, especially in games like this, and he didn't he even Caleb kind of, and Caleb. Which Caleb, I mean, he did blow by him yeah, a few times. They but got to the foul line a little bit. But when you're talking about the point guard of Providence versus the point guard of Fairfield, the fact that it was kind of somewhat even, yeah, they're kind of in trouble. But getting back on track here, um, the free throws, right? A lot, a lot of soft calls going to Providence. Yeah. And you never want to... We're not going to sit here and say, like, we lost because of the refs. It's just not... I mean, to be fair, like, the possessions where they did foul, a lot of the fouls were, like, open rim, 
like takes that they foul before they could even get yeah. the ball up. And when you're when you're a lot smaller than a team, you're going to expect a lot of fouls because yeah, that's cause like you, you you're to, trying to make up for that difference. Especially with a guy like Watson in the paint, like sometimes you just have to foul him just to hold him back from getting an easy layup. Yeah, but uh, but I would like to see because a lot of these other fouls, there were a lot of soft hand I mean, checking fouls. The Cruz uh, lose. Oh no, I guess it ended up being on Cook. It went on Cook. It was but Cook's last even foul. Even with Cook, even if it was on Cook. It was still not a foul. Like yeah, that was a, a really bad ball, call. You can't like not touch them. There was three or four calls that were really bad. Um, a couple of them. There were a couple that, at the top of the uh, like in the beginning possessions where like they little hand check yeah, fouls. Just, like just like keep up with them. It was literally like you put your hand on them. Yeah, like, but the issue with those is that it would have been okay, but those were all resulting in free throws because we were in the, bonus, in the bonus, bonus at that point. Like, they were, they were I think in the both bonus. Both teams were in the bonus by like the fifteen minute mark. In the yeah, second half. so I think there was three or four, a couple even that the announcers admitted were bad calls and and then there were, it was on the flip side yeah the i prop, feel like the, we didn't get those same type of plays called well, as fouls i was gonna say there were some weird ones like the hort uh horschler yeah. yeah the the uh, blonde hair the long blonde hair guy um <laughs> i forget his name it's horse yeah right? nate horschler yeah. yeah um he had that technical on chrysler at one point that was like odd questionable yeah it was like yeah not even a foul almost like it was like a just kind of like a Kind of what we were saying before, like a hand check. Yeah. Yeah, and to be fair, I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of other calls, though, that Fairfield didn't get. Because, like I mean, you look, at, you look at the free throws, too. It's like we had half, less than half of their free throws. I feel like there were a lot of similar plays that they got the call we didn't. And, uh, you know, we could have got some more free throws out of that, could have benefited from that. Yeah, I think there was one down the stretch on Caleb, I want to say, where he, like, definitely, like, he went and drove to the rim and got like taken out, and they didn't call. I anything. think Jake might have had one of those too. Uh, but and then the one at the top of the key, or on that one, I feel where he was late in the game, and Caleb got like tackled by someone. And they it was like a no call, but they let him play. And like I think Jake yeah, yeah, out, like right after that. I think that was either Caleb or Wojcik that that happened to. But even you know everything aside, because we never want to blame it on the refs. Sixty six percent for Fairfield, tough. Tough free I mean, throw night for a team that's throws, usually good. Yeah, and if they make their free throws, that game gets Two a lot point more interesting. And and the thing is too, sixty six percent. Chrysler missed a couple, and, and you know he's not the best free throw so, shooter. Like, We're not. But one. the thing is, our better free throw shooters missed a few. I think Taj missed two or three free I, throws. W- did Wojcik miss one? I'm not sure, but I know Taj missed at least two or three. I know Wojcik made four, four, four. Yeah, Taj missed two, and Chris are missed. Taj two. is usually our like 88. percent Yeah, he's like 90 percent guy. guy. We saw line at the end of games. That's the guy. And we, he missed he missed yeah. a few, including one um, one and one, which resulted in yeah. not even taking the second shot. So, uh, yeah, that the the people who missed the free throws hurts more than the actual number. Uh, but but we'll move on from that um, rebounding. We out rebounded them thirty five to thirty two, which yeah, that's not great news for them considering they have a To be know, fair, it was weird. It seemed, like, man. it seemed like a lot on like they didn't like crash over the boards that much. I mean I guess it was to stop like easy pass for Fairfield, but like when you're that big, I feel like they should be pounding the offensive glass. Like yeah. Manaya and Watson, like I mean they did get a few, but like there was a lot of possessions where like they did they were all back by the time by the time the ball even landed in like Taj's hands or wh- whoever got the rebound, yeah, I don't know if that was just them coaching, kind of staying like, back or, or like a coaching decision, yeah, to, like stop the fast break or something. But um, as far as Cisco, pretty similar steals, <laughs> seven each um, blocks. They had seven to us, having zero, which is kind of understandable. Last night, turnovers, 
17 for us, 14 for them. The biggest zero, thing, though. They had zero blocks, even though Mido did his very best to try and block shots. Yes, he <laughs> did. He did get up. Almost to a fault. He was very theatrical Almost at times. Almost to a fault. Yeah, but uh, didn't quite get there. A little too slow to a few of his blocks. Turnovers is an interesting one to talk about. They have uh, 14. We had 17, but I believe we had 14 in the first half. Do we really have that many just in the first half? Oh, yeah, we so, did. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So... It's like a, it's a jarring number, 17. You know, last year we had a few games, 21 turnovers, and those were usually resulted in some pretty bad score lines. But 17, 14 in the first half, 3 in the second half, and that was kind of like the tail of the game. I mean, they played, like, like first half, like, they had, like, the flashy, like, a lot of threes and all that stuff, but I think the second half they played much better. Much better. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, straight up in the score which line is, reflects which, that, I know, too. that's true, but, like, even, but in the early on, the first, like, 10, 15 minutes, you would say, like, Favorite probably looked more competitive in the first, like, 10, 15 minutes. But, like, that second half, I mean, they played him to a tie, and you would think, you know, second half of a game like this, the team would pull away, but they kind of punched him right back. Yeah. Like, they got back up. We, we were nervous, especially right in the second half when they go up nine. 10, 12, or whatever. Well, they go up nine before the second half When they had those starts. free throws, yeah, and then they, then they scored a three right off of that possession, right? They were up 12. Yeah. So, we were getting nervous they were going to pull away, but they never really did, but... The turnovers is, again, kind of like almost what beat us, right? 17 I mean, turnovers. It, was like, you, it wasn't even – it was like pure mental mistakes. It was like a legal screen, a ton of illegal screens. A couple of, like dribbling off their yeah. feet. Like it wasn't – yeah, it, it wasn't even them really making the play. It wasn't Providence it wasn't, turning it, us over. It, it was even us of, turning us over. It wasn't even over. a lot of like charges. Or, it wasn't even like stuff where like the defender had to like get into the spot. No, that's like, what I'm saying. It wasn't even like Providence. You can't like tip your hat like, oh, they made a nice steal yeah. or they, you know – Took a charge is like a lot a of, of us beating ourselves. Mido got called for a few. I know. I remember from last night. Even uh, even Allen had a few, and he barely even played, and he had like two or three. Even a classic Fairfield um, shot clock expiring yeah. turnover. <laughs> I feel like we always have one of those, which is disappointing. And it's even worse because Wojcik had a th- had an open look, didn't but take it. Yeah. To be fair, I'll give him this first game in front of fans in a while. Ten thousand of them. Nonetheless, like a like an actual good fan base kind of yeah. We just of. it's it's jarring probably and and fourteen in the first half and then you like to see that they did cut it yeah. to three in the second half, like, which is promising. Hopefully, that was some good coaching by our, our man Jay Young or or even just them coming into you know just coming to their own and like yeah just getting more comfortable like you said in a huge crowd first game of the season against a good team. So going into like Sunday though. That number definitely has to be lower oh, than yeah. seventeen. Especially if they want to actually like try and like flip a couple of these games and win them. Like you can talk about covering and playing close all you want, but like we would like them to start actually winning. winning. Yeah, especially against well, especially after like Boston College to play like uh, Megger Evers. Yeah, <laughs> Megger Evers and uh, Sacred Heart and those kind of teams. Yeah, so I mean, we'll talk about those two in a little bit, um, but that's kind of your team stats. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about we're going to do our player by player rankings now, or or just kind of talking about them, and uh, like we always did last year. So Fairfield, we'll start Fairfield. We'll we'll briefly go over Providence, but we'll pretty much spend most of the time on Fairfield. So uh, just starting off the way they're listed, Supreme Cook he played 18 minutes. I know we want to talk about that. Four for six from the field, one for one from the line, three rebounds. Um, or four rebounds, one assist, so a total of nine points. Fouled out, obviously. Um, this was kind of 
you know, he played well last night. Played I think well, he just... played the best against uh, Nate Watson on defense. Yeah. We wanted to have a conversation because we did last night about how Jay Young kind of pulled him early for pulled foul him, like, trouble the reasons. Minute mark, I want to say in the second half for foul trouble reasons, and then we didn't see him for a while. And obviously, he did foul out. But my perspective, right, and you had you know kind of a different perspective. For me, in a game like that, where you're constantly trailing. You're down five, you're down seven, you're down nine, you're back down five, you're back you're constantly trailing and you're you're really like a thread away from slipping and being down fifteen. You could be down fifteen in, you know, one minute. Um my perspective is even if he's close to fouling out, I would like to see a guy out there, a guy like him out there the whole time. If he fouls out, so be it, because we have Mido, we had Willis last night, we we're playing those guys anyway. I would like to see him be in there during those stretches and try to keep the game close, maybe even try to take the lead. I know you feel that it's important for him to be down in there during the end of the game, but what's the point of him being there at the end of the game if you're down 15? So the only thing is like my perspective changes based on opponents. Like Providence, it's more I more lean towards you with the just play him, just the play him. Especially play him, you're just, I may as well play him if you're going to play Willis over Mido in that situation. Like, yeah. I, I I do love seeing Makai Willis play, obviously, but like I don't know if he was the right guy to put in for Cook in that situation because I think he got I think he was the one that came in for him for that foul trouble, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was in briefly. He's in for a couple minutes, but like, and if Cook is out, Mido should be in or vice versa. Like those, one of those two should be on the court at every single moment of the game. It, like maybe yeah. in the future if Willis shows something, but I don't know if in that game like that you should be throwing Willis in there. Yeah, I just feel like when. Cook did go out for foul trouble is when they really started to take command, I guess, of the game. The the, yeah. the momentum definitely shifted back, I mean, and Watson run, definitely started doing a lot better once that happened. Yeah, I mean, that run came when he was off the court. like Because he was giving mean, Watson buckets for a little yeah, bit, and he was defending him well. well he, and, and also, he got one taken away. He made a nice move on Watson, got taken away because of the, the arm hook, or the, yeah. the offensive foul. But, like, he was able to get around Watson in the post, like, they they had possession, but they were able to just throw it in the cook, let him do his thing, and he was able to finish. He had an M one, I think, at one point over him. Yeah, nine points a from dunk. him. Nine yeah, points he, from him, solid. He had solid. that put back. Oh yeah, he did. And Mido obviously the had the Mido had the alley oop. He too. Mido had the alley oop. Yeah. Oh, the, that one. But he had another, I think he had another dunk. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, the put back. Yeah. But nine points from Cook. Um, pretty solid. I'd say he did pretty well. The fouling out is uh tough, but again. When you're going up against, you know, a top big in the country, you're gonna, you're gonna get foul him. Yeah. Uh and I don't really expect him to be in trouble going into the actual max season. It, it or gives whatever. me confidence for when they play on with Nelly Jr. Joseph that he was kinda able to he was able to play like be formidable against Nate Watson offensively. Yeah. And how's he go up and got like guys like Endefo or yeah. Junior Joseph or even like Marco. It gives me even more confidence that they, he can kind of Get run with them. Yeah. And uh, another thing we got to point out before we move on from Cook that we liked was him getting a technical foul yesterday. That emotion, bro. We we don't we, we like that. We haven't seen that emotion <laughs> in a a very long time. Like you think about it, like who are the only guys that really get like kind of pumped during games? Like Cruz, Cruz and Taj a little bit. Yeah. But like but last night it was Cook and T J Long. Yeah, who T. J. We'll Long. Talk about. And that intimidate not intimidation, I guess, but like 
just that emotion just makes it more like just show that they care yeah. that like dog inside Shows of they, them they, they, they're confident too yeah so we liked we like that technical foul you know not taking bs from yeah. these guys who think they're oh i'm you know i'm at providence i'm in the big east like and he, looking and down also, on he, us like after he didn't like step back like he went he went in like oh yeah he wasn't backing yeah. down he wasn't backing down and providence admitted that they took us lightly because of the game last year and uh you know we proved that they they shouldn't have done that Moving on, Zach Chrysler, who was our leading point scorer yesterday, um, played 23 minutes, 4 for 7 from the field, 4 for 6 from 3, 2 for 4 from the line, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, so he had 14 points, and uh, only one foul yesterday, 14 points, led the team in scoring. Um, Zach played well yesterday, obviously we're big Chrysler guys over here, but uh Really breaking out that three ball. And early on, bringing out the charges. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to be leading early. It's got to be leading the country early. We're going to keep track of the uh, – we'll get a, We'll have a Zach Chrysler charge count track, going. We track, I, I, three. Gotta, it had to have been at least oh, – I think three? he had three. I well, hope, he had one that was like – He would oh, correct us. He would correct he us if we're wrong. one that was weird. It wasn't a charge, but it was like a – he somehow drew it off at a foul at one point that I don't think was a charge. It must have been like an illegal screen or something that I think we counted. We need anyway. to create a new uh, category – for Zach, like we, smart we had, fouls yeah, or something like some, that. We had to do like offensive possessions created or something like that. Like I feel like a, <laughs> like a, a smart like smart a, fouls. It's like charges like a, or like fouls that are like intellectually should, you had to draw them. We should create our own like uh, our own like saber metric. Yeah, <laughs> offensive <laughs> our own RPI. <laughs> <laughs> offensive possessions created. Zach puts him number one in the country. But uh, yeah, he played well. Um, a couple questionable shots. He had that one like fadeaway yeah, three. Well, that, that was, was they were reeling a little bit at that point. That was like when probably was kind of getting their groove and they weren't getting much going on yeah. offense. But overall, I mean, Zach, he, he had the three last year a little bit, but you can tell he definitely worked on it this yeah. year because I mean, it was a lot also, smoother. He, was, he mostly stayed in the corner most of the time on offense. He didn't really kind of. He was like ball handling a little bit even at some points. Like he was doing a lot more on the offensive end than he did at any point last year it seemed like yeah my thing with him i wish he played a little bit more i wish 23 minutes i wish the closing lineup had him instead of cruz i know cruz made a nice play on defense at one point at the end of the game yeah. but i think chrysler was the better option in that moment yeah well that's the thing too is with the four i feel like the four might have been our biggest weak spot last night because when when chrysler went out if you bring Cruz in, he's severely undersized like, at that they were, position. They were switching a lot, to try, or they were moving a lot to get switches onto um, Watson, and that ended up with like Cruz having to like be posted up by Watson. It's like we don't. No matter how good a defender Cruz is, he's not going to be able to do much against Watson. We don't really have a solid backup four. They put Allen in. He only played five minutes. He didn't really play that well. Cruz comes in. He's very undersized. Maybe not as much against other teams, depending on the I opponent. Mean, a lot of it's just like. They're playing threes at the four. Yeah, that's spot. the issue. And yeah. I think Jay Young said on open court this week that they're trying to move Jason to the four, but that's been a struggle that that um, transition, and we didn't see him play at all yesterday. So I think that was our biggest issue is when Chrysler goes out, really whoever have, came in yeah. at the four was like either severely undersized think, or or outskilled. Outside of team, outside of maybe like St. Peter's and Iona, that won't be that much of a problem. With Cruz playing the four, yeah, against some of these other lower MAC teams yeah. that are more even with us, but I guess it showed the most against a school like Providence that obviously and I mean, was outsized. Look at, if you look at like yeah, I mentioned St. Peter's and I don't know, like they also are teams that could take advantage of that that undersized four position. They say Peter's like that's like their best strength is like those big yeah, and Defo and Marfo like big guys, but 
Um, so, well, Marfo's Quinnipiac. Oh, that's why I meant. You're thinking of, uh, I forget the other. The Defo. Well, the F, never mind. I don't know. I don't know. I was, <laughs> I'm all over the place, but yeah. <laughs> no, but before we move on from Chrysler, um, the one thing I'll say is that it's crazy to me if you told me that Zach would lead the team in scoring and we'd only lose by seven to Providence. I would not believe you. I think I think it's pretty incredible that he led the team in scoring and we still only lost by seven because he's not going to be the guy leading the team in scoring no, throughout the year. Not. It's just not in his, but his if nature. But he, if he can like, put on games where he like, if he consistently gets like eight to ten points every game, that's that all makes, we need. That makes the offense yeah. like, abundantly better. And that was kind of like the trend last year is when he did when he did contribute like 10, 12 yeah, points. They, they did well. 14 from him, that's great. But yeah. I'm just it's just like you would have liked to see someone else be the leading scorer just based off. I mean, he only played 23 minutes. It's just crazy to me. I don't yeah. know. I feel like it's crazy that they only lost by seven. And I was surprised. I, even in the game, you wouldn't even notice that he was the leading scorer like, until like the end when he, they were saying like Crystal was the leading, leading scorer. Leading scorer, yeah. Especially because he didn't play it. He played 23 minutes. To be so fair, he made like two or three threes early at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I, were we were we gonna do grades or we're we not doing that this uh, year? If you want, I don't care. We don't have to, no, don't have right? To. But just overall thoughts. Like I thought, Chrysler played well. I mean, um, just the gra- I think I mentioned it to you last night at one point. Like the gravity that he brings, is like a big man being able to shoot, it opens up the paint. Like, oh yeah. Like they they got easier baskets to the rim than I've seen in like a long time. Yeah, the paint was because uh, that yeah that we talked about how they were able to drive in more. Yeah. Taj, uh, Wojcik, like that stuff. That was the paint would be clogged last year. Yeah. I remember we, you told me that last night. It was like the paint would be clogged at this point um, last year. But yeah, I thought Zach played well, cementing his spot in the starting lineup. And uh, yeah, if he can contribute those amount of points every night. That would be great, but we love the uh, we love the stats that don't show up on the stat sheet as well. Mm-hmm. His uh, his contributions. So moving on, Wojcik, thirty one minutes played. He only went three for eleven from the field, uh, two for five from three, four for four from the line, four rebounds, three assists, four steals, twelve points. Um, so I thought Jake played okay last night, but I thought he could have played better. Yeah, and uh, I kind of tweeted that like. You know, some of our best players didn't play their best game last night, meaning pretty much meaning Jake and Taj, um, which again is incredible still that we only lost by seven with them playing um, somewhat of an underwhelming game. Um, so I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what. He still had the three point shot going a little bit. He had a couple. Early two for on, five he, from three is not bad. He had one early in the game that was like very impressive. It was like a confident pull from like pretty de- a couple steps behind the three point line. Yeah, right like in the beginning this, of the yeah. game. Yeah, I would just. I don't know. I I don't know. I think he definitely has a lot more in the tank than he showed last night, though. I was just a little a little yeah. under, like, 12 points. I feel like if he could have gave us, like, 18. And I think they're still trying to work in lineups that, like, the lineup with, like, Taj, Caleb, and Wojcik. I think they're still trying to work on, like, that dynamic. Like, sometimes, like, I mean, the ball, primary ball handler kind of switched up a lot. Like, obviously, it's Caleb, but they have Wojcik kind of. Running the taking over for yeah. yeah, yeah. But again, this is not like uh, anything we should worry about. I think he'll be fine going just forward. Just get into the groove of things. Yeah, like. it just wasn't his best game. And again, it's just cool how, or just incredible how we were able to stay so close with our best guys, guys like him who were dropped dropped thirty last yeah. year at us at a point, dropped twelve, and we still managed to stay close. Uh, 
But overall, I think uh, he didn't play as well as he could have. Um, but he wasn't like uh, it wasn't like noticeably bad either. He didn't uh, he play made some bad. Nice, very nice moves. Like his ball handling is definitely yeah. Improved. You mentioned that one. He had like a nice move and he yeah. stared someone down, right? Yeah, he. I mean, he he just like was able to like. I think he was able to split two defenders at one point and get to the rim at one and uh, had a nice finish. Yeah. So again. No, he didn't play bad at all, no. but I think shooting-wise, I would have liked to see him score a little bit more, and I think he will 100% score a lot more throughout the season than yeah, yeah. 12 points. So moving on, Caleb, um, he played 33 minutes, um, which is tied with Taj for the top on the team. Went 1 for 6 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3. Uh, one rebound, three assists, a steal, two points. Um, three turnovers. Three turnovers, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Three turnovers, so Caleb was kind of like our scapegoat last night, right? I mean, At the house, we were kind of... we it's were just, it's, it's just he's not, like, he's fine. I know he's a great leader. I know and he, like, he's like a very, like, he's a good general for the offense. But, like, he's just undersized for, like, a game like this. And without, a like, a solid, consistent three-point shot, it's hard for him to, like, get into the paint and get, where, like, into his spots. Yeah, because the, the issue is he ha- he hasn't really shown us... A little bit in the MAC championships last year, but he hasn't really shown us a shot either he outside was, or mid range in his time year, here. Early last year, he kind of showed a semi consistent three point shot in mid range. But like for but majority then, of the time been, we've watched him, yeah, we, he hasn't shown a consistent shot. Even his form's a little kind of a little weird. And it's not consistent. Which is why he's inconsistent. And without being able to drive in the paint and score, it's like he can't really score. Yeah, and and it's I don't know. And then he's turned the ball over three times. He had, what, three assists? It's like, where is he really contributing? Defensively, he's, he's kind of a liability. He let, he let Bynum yeah. blow by him a few times. Um, and, and like you said, he just doesn't have the size to even go up against guys like that if they are coming at him like in the lane or anything. So, yeah, where like where do we go from here? It's kind of... And also now, like, it, last year it was like more reasonable because like, he's like... No matter how poorly he's playing, he's still probably our best, one of our best guards. But now with like Wojcik and Long kind of getting into it, and Taj, it's like guys that you would almost at points like prefer them playing over him. Yeah, and I think we saw it. I think I saw it a little bit on the message boards last night as well, saying that you know it kind of I don't know things have to change. Otherwise, I don't really see. Like you can't really justify thirty three minutes from like, him yesterday. But he could still get like a ton of minutes. Just like I don't know if he should be playing, starting, closing. Like, cause he was playing like thirty eight minutes a game last year. Like, yeah, I, I think it should be down to like high mid to high twenties. Yeah, and and the the lineups that were bet worked best last night well, without him for most part didn't really have him in it. So. I don't know. We're gonna have to. This is gonna have to be an ongoing debate slash experiment. Throughout the I'm year, but to see how he plays once we drop down to like our normal our competition yeah, kind of competition. Yeah, because again, in a game like Providence, he really didn't have a chance to do much because everyone was Bynum severely was outside. Yeah, he was. He was easily very. Sp- I mean, yeah. Bynum's I guess a little. Bynum shorter, was even taller than him, but though. Yeah, even he towers over him. So, you know, going into the paint was almost a complete non-option for him yesterday because there would have been four guys there way taller than him to you know send it back so 
I guess you're right about the fact that we got to wait and see once we get towards. Um, it's hard to make like. Dr- you can't even really justify it with BC or Medgar Evers because that's a D three school. Yeah. So we're gonna have to wait till like maybe Sacred Heart next week. School like, like that to kind of gauge. Yeah, you can't really make rash decisions based on a game like this. You have to wait. Let, yeah. let it settle in. So, um, and I don't expect anything to change either because Jayong loves Caleb yeah, and, and, and I can imagine his even leadership. last year when he had poor stretches, he didn't come out of the starting lineup and his numbers, his uh, minutes didn't drop. So, I, I don't imagine, expect anything. I can to imagine change. his leadership is a big deal to Jayong on the court. You can, yeah, I mean, you can hear him. I think at one point you could hear him on a hot mic talking. Yeah, like leading that little huddle they have after yeah, fouls. Yeah, yeah. So. We're going to move on, um, but I think Caleb was, like, my least uh, effective player last night, in my opinion. Yeah. The one that was most disappointing. Taj, finally, 33 minutes, 6 for 17 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3, 1 for 3 from the free throw line. He had uh, 7 rebounds, um, 3 assists, 4 fouls, 13 points. So the way way Taj, um, his numbers kind of work out, he, second in the team in scoring, but uh, I was pretty disappointed with his play yesterday, too. Um, being a guy who last year was probably our best player and uh, took his scoring to the next level last year, was dropping like 18 um, pretty consistently. He was very underwhelming, especially in the moments that mattered most. When we need a basket, we expect him to be able to kind of get that basket. I think, we, I think he's graduated to that point where he's able to do that. Yeah, and... Uh, some of those moments that mattered most, he didn't really show up. Like we already talked about from the free throw line, one for three, um, and including one of those was a, was a one and one, so he could have had four. He, he kind of missed out on the fourth. Um, and then you talk about that three point shot, zero for three from three last missed year. A big one. Missed he a big one missed a very one. big one last year. He took his three point shot to a pretty respectable number. Where I wouldn't say we would expect it to go in every but, time, I mean, but you were a, pretty confident in him it's shooting reasonable the three. For the take. Three to four threes, especially wide open threes. Right, I think all three of his threes last night were wide open threes. One was in the corner. That last one was definitely wide open. One in the corner was an air ball. That was tough. And then the one in the end, his third three, was wide open, a little bit deep, but wide open. And uh, that would have, uh, I think, cut it to two, maybe four. I thought. Oh no! Yeah, would have cut it to two. It was somewhere around. It would have cut cut it to like one or two possession game with like a minute or. So left. 30, 30 seconds. That was a very big possession, a very big shot, and uh, disappointing. You know that it wasn't even really a great. Lo- yeah. It didn't really work out. Like it was. I don't even know how the shot finished, but I, it didn't seem like it was. Yeah, like it didn't seem. Close. He didn't seem confident. So uh, we didn't seem he also had that play late where we kind of needed a three, and he decided to drive, drive yeah. and then he missed the layup. Um, that kind of closed the book on the game. In so. General. Again, with Taj, my thing is I don't think we have to worry. I think we'll see the Taj we saw last year. I think he's still going to tear it up. But just a very underwhelming night for him. I think either between... He had a couple nice baskets. I think he had like that po- that fadeaway at one point. Yeah, and he still did well on defense, hustling yeah. and, and just uh, holding over. his own. Yeah, didn't really, assists. didn't really turn it over, which we did see from him last year sometimes. He rebounded well, too. Yeah, I, I just think scoring-wise... In the moments we usually expect him to be that clutch guy that he was last year for us, didn't really see it, and uh, that was a little underwhelming. So going forward, I'm just going to hope that he uh, picks back up more towards yeah. that last year form where he was you know, scoring uh, pretty easily. So that was our starting lineup. We'll go over to the bench now. We had Makai Willis making his debut last night. He only played three minutes. 
Um, he had an assist, but nothing really else showed up on the score sheet. I don't I really think I it's. I liked the assist. It was a little baseline, that little baseline uh, dump off. I think it was the long, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, and we could hopefully see a lot more of that, that throughout the next, connection. you know, four years here. So, but but uh, what was I going to say? Makai Willis. I don't really think it's fair to really give him an assessment. He only played three minutes. Yeah, I mean, um, but it's it's exciting to see him play, and hopefully he gets more minutes going in the stretch, and uh, he maybe he won't be the red shirt. Yeah. this year. And uh, Alan Jean Rose was next. He played five minutes, one for one from the field for three points, uh, with the with the free throw included in there, a rebound, three turnovers. So he was just a little wild with the with the ball at times. With Allen, the thing was, there's a few things. He was made some mistakes, dribbling off his feet, those type of mistakes that are just kind of unacceptable. That kind of like beat us, and you know, three turnovers. That's three possessions we lost by. And I, Three I think, possessions. I, think I remember in what uh, Jay Young said, I think, last year when we interviewed him. <clears throat> he mentioned that, like, when Allen would come in for short spurts, he would feel the need to kind of make those minutes count. I think he – this kind of was, like, an obvious showing that he tried to do that as well because, like – Like doing too much, you're because, saying. Because, like, I, I mean, he had that one basket, obviously, he probably gave him confidence. And then I think every, at least another one other possession or two, he just – Got the ball at the top of the key and instead of keep swinging it and trying to find the best shot, he kind of just drove wacky and once like Turns bounced, the ball bounced over. it off his leg. Aaron shot like it seemed like he was just trying not playing the flow of the offense and not doing I guess not doing his job. Yeah, one more critique I have of Allen is that he was very hesitant last night and we've seen this throughout his career as well. Two or three times, open three. And, and we were yelling at him to sc- we're screaming at the TV, shoot it, shoot it, and he like looks, then pump fakes, drives, and then goes down, yeah. down with it, drives, and I think right off of that sequence, maybe was dribbled it? off. Yeah, his foot. that was the possession. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you have an open three in that situation, like take it. You yeah, know, I mean, why not? Like you're, you're, you've been working on your three for two or three years at this point. Like you should be able to at least try and be confidently taking jump shots at this point. I mean, he only shot the ball once. It's not like we were going to be mad yeah. that Missed one three, he took one like, more yeah. three. You know, you see a guy like TJ last night who shot, you know, a bunch of, bunch of extra shots that, and even some of them weren't the best selection, but we weren't mad about it because oh, it's he, like you like the confidence of him to keep shooting when you're made doing well. Like he made a few that were pretty impressive. Yeah, so I would have liked to see Allen take a couple of those open looks that he was very hesitant with and, uh, that was my kind of critique for him. And uh, we're going to have to see where it goes from here with him because he comes in at that first unit and you think, oh, did he like improve? Did he, yeah, is, did he make that, that is, jump? Yeah, is Jay like confident in him now? But then he only wound up playing five minutes. So we're going to have to see where he goes from here. Mido, probably uh, one of the biggest players off the bench, 18 minutes, but only went two for two from the field. Both dunks. <laughs> yeah, both dunks. Five rebounds, two assists. Um, four turnovers as well for him, three fouls, four points. So, you know, not his best night. Couldn't really get anything going offensively. He had he found himself, I feel, a lot with the ball, just kind like like, of like at the top of the key, just like, like with handoffs on an island really almost. Known. Yeah, like he'll stop his dribble, and and it seems like he has nowhere to go for like you, the refs start counting right, and yeah. it's just like he I found like himself in that position a lot. Mario yesterday. probably has like the athleticism. Uh, jump on Cook, but like I think Cook has more of those offensive instincts about like where to go with the ball, like kind of those yeah, eyes. Yeah, Cook back is, is like a naturally just better. Yeah, just like more player. Yeah, 
But Mayo definitely has that athleticism that you can't really teach. And it's not a bad thing having him off the bench no, backing up Cook. It's actually a great thing. Yeah, so. having, I would Mayo playing 18 minutes and a half. Like, he only scored four points, but like it was a big four points and five rebounds. Like A bench big like that, you take that any, any day. Yeah, the only issue, right, you know how we, we always look at Cook and Mido as a unit? Between them, seven turnovers. Just tough. Which is almost half and of it our It was a lot of, like, turnovers. fouls, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, and we which mentioned like last night. Easily fixable, though. They, they were playing with their elbows a lot last night, and that's partially due to the fact that they were undersized, yeah, trying to create trying that to create space. space. But, uh, you know, you can't be doing that all season long because we can't, you know, you seven turnovers to, for our big men. foul trouble. You don't really want the big men to have many turnovers at all, not half of your team's yeah. turnovers. So, you know, that was a little disappointing. But like you said, I mean, he didn't really shoot that much. Two dunks, he didn't really, really, he didn't really attempt, like, I mean, an we, actual we shot. We know he doesn't have that, like, back-to-the-basket kind of post-game really that much. But when he gets the ball in the paint, he's good at kind of getting up, like, over guys, finishing tall. Like, he just didn't really have that op- many opportunities just because, I mean— Nate Watson was mostly in the paint when he was playing. So yeah, and that's like you got to consider the whole time that they're playing against a top big man in the country, yeah. you know, or at all least at least that's what they say. All big East. At least what the, <laughs> that's what the critics say. But uh, that's not what if we were the critics, he wouldn't have that accolade. But we'll talk about that later. Um, as far as Mido and Cook go, just as a unit, or even just Mido alone, I think we'll wait to see because uh, they're not going to be playing Nate Watson every game. So I think you can expect them to do better as the time goes on. TJ Long, the super freshman, making his debut yesterday. Yeah, a ton of minutes. Exciting, exciting point. One of the most exciting points of yesterday, I think. 17 minutes, 4 for 9 from the field, 2 for 7 from 3, 1 for 1 from the line, 3 rebounds, 1 steal, single turnover, single foul, 11 points, being one of the top point getters on the team. This is a guy, so... If you go back to our uh, freshman intro podcast that we had like a month ago or whatever, we talked about all the freshmen and, and you know, we talked about TJ Long and it's, he was a guy that like, he doesn't necessarily look the part, no, right? definitely not. And when we saw him last year when they first got him, it was like he seemed like a little slow maybe, but when we watched his stats right before that episode, you could hear us in the episode how our whole opinion on him changed and we thought he was going to be the real deal and uh you could just see he was a natural scorer in his tape that we watched before that and, and we saw it last night fearless too in the paint i didn't expect that we yeah rocking larry bird's yeah. number 33 <laughs> um coming on the court we were really really shocked to see him in that second unit right away and uh Right away, he uh, hit a long three. Hit three immediately, yeah. And we said it was reminiscent of Jalen last year hitting that three in Providence. Same kind of thing. Freshman coming on, hits a three right away. But unlike Jalen last year, he kept shooting, kept scored a decent amount of it, and he kept playing. He got 17 yeah. minutes. And uh, he did a lot of fearless things out there, like going up against Nate Watson uh, finishing over him. And and one over and, him yeah. and flexing on him. Yeah. And I think that actually, I don't think that was, that, that might not have been the same. He had and one, but I think he had two the of one that he flexed, I think, was... Someone else? Maybe so, Durham or someone? No, I think no, I think he flexed on on Watson after one of them, but I think the and one was one that he just, like, I think he finished screamed. over someone else. He just screamed, kind of. Yeah. Either way, like, there's so much to say about this kid. First of all, the shot is pretty, pretty pure, and uh, 
You know, he had some misses, but like we said before, you don't like, mind him. When you get him the ball open, he he will knock down his three. Then he yeah. had one where he was left like wide open at the top of the key, like pretty far back, and he kind of was able to set his feet, like take a second and knock it down. And uh, you know, we don't mind him shooting. Being that confident as a freshman, it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Coming, like you said, coming into the Dunkin' Donuts Center, thousands and thousands of people for the first time in like 600 days. This is his first experience in college basketball, playing against a good team, going up against a guy like Nate Watson, right, driving in on a guy that most freshmen would be scared. You yeah. know, you, you look up and you see him, that's who you're driving at. Goes at him and won, also finished on him again and like flexed in, flexed in his face and was yelling yeah. at him, right, and like not afraid to yell at these guys who would scare most freshmen. Yeah, most, most guys. Would scare most people. people. <laughs> most yeah, people in general. Most basketball players. So uh, really, really, really the confidence was something that I really was so impressed with, his confidence. I mean, was it kind of the same thing when he came in? Obviously, different situations of transfer, but like he was taking shots last year that were kind of questionable, but we stuck the course and he ended up getting into like a nice groove and turned into one yeah. of the better tournament runs in this tournament runs we've seen, but... Like if Long can keep keep that confidence, he'll have games where he'll have multiple op- more open shots and be able to knock them down. Yeah, and he was able to even create his own shot a little bit yesterday. And I think going into Mac play, he's going to be great, oh, really yeah. good. I think he will be. He's going to get a lot of minutes this year. He's definitely TJ Long is definitely not redshirting yeah, this no, year. Sure. <laughs> that is like confirmed after this game. Uh, so I think he was probably. The most promising point from yesterday because it was literally a guy that we went into that day not knowing if he was going to play, and then he played 17 minutes and showed us a lot of good things. So we were really excited. We Red Sea Raiders is officially a TJ Long. Yeah, we're big, uh, big TJ Long guys. Fans. Yeah, we're officially fans. So that was uh, that was good, and uh, I'm excited to see him what he does Sunday. And throughout the rest see of the, the season, rotations stay similar. See if he still gets those kind of minutes. Yeah, we'll talk about rotations in two minutes when we finish this um, lineup right here. Jalen Leach only played a single minute, missed a shot, missed a free throw, or missed, just missed a three. three just missed three. a three um, and had one foul. That was kind of a shocker to me. We wanted to see Jalen play and more. This is what goes into like Caleb getting like 33. Like If you drop Caleb's minutes down to like 25-ish, you'll be able to see like Jaylen. nine minutes of Jalen yeah. and kind of give him like an actual look. And you gotta wonder, is TJ kind of like passing Jalen up? I mean, it's not like a it could. Yeah, he could. It's not like it's like a. It's not like it's, it's like, a bad, like a bad. Like a bad. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's just interesting because we were we were kind of excited to see Jalen, Jalen and Jake kind of play. I together. mean, it's tough with his injury. Like he's just kind of probably like he hasn't played real like competitive like real game in how long a while a year. Yeah. So. I don't know who knows, but he only played a single minute, and uh, I, I don't think, you know, I'd still like to see him play, you know, more this year. Yeah. See what he's got because we were, we were excited with him last year, and uh, I know we have a new, a new shiny toy right yeah, in uh, TJ like, Long, like but we still like Jalen, and I hope that he, uh, you know, gets more chance to prove himself throughout the season. Finally, Cruz played 18 minutes, two for three from the field one for two from three uh two rebounds one steal two fouls five points um you know he played he played as good as he could on defense yeah at the four like it's like he would have played a lot he would have 
looked a lot better if he was playing his normal position. But yeah. at this point in his career, he is a four. I team. think I think you're right. Like if he played the three, he could have played a lot better, both defensively and just uh, maybe even offensively. But he he got stuck in that position, and and everyone he was guarding was a lot bigger than him. So I personally think he played about as good as he could on the defensive side. Offensively, fine. Like he he didn't take an overwhelming amount of shots. That one three was pretty poor. Yeah. But other than that, um, our biggest thing with him is like when he keeps the shots low and does like the dirty work. He usually ends up doing pretty well. He's a net positive when he's kind of keeping his shots low, playing good defense. The one thing we didn't see from him is his usual um, driving game, but I think that just came from them being so much bigger. I think that we'll see that going, you know, forward. You know, just couldn't really see that last night. But, uh, you know, Cruz, for a guy that we've been critical on the show f- before, he did, a good of, he, he did well. You know, he, he, he did his he did his job. he has his role and he did his job. And, uh, you know, I don't really, there's nothing negative really to say about him from yesterday. He had that nice play yeah, at the end, that nice, effort Oh, I think steal. it was a Wojcik steal. It was like kind of a combined. Yeah. I think he poked it away first. He poked it away, Wojcik dove for Then po- Wojcik like, poked it, it again. And he, yeah, so um, overall, you know, not bad from him. Um, we got about ten minutes, I think, left in the show. Uh, we'll, we could quickly talk about Providence, and then there's some other just overarching things we want to talk about. Uh, you know, they had Horchler drop ten, but he wasn't necessarily super impressive no. to me. Um, Watson had twenty two. He was the big deal of the game. Yeah, he was. You know, ten for fourteen from the field, two for five from the line. Uh, you know, that's kind of like expected. We already talked about he was playing guys under his size, but we do feel like when he goes to the Big East and plays your Novas or, you know, all these different teams, that guys are going to have his size, and I don't know if he's going to have that same production. I don't know if he'll have the guard play to, like, free up space for him in the paint like he did with Duke, which helped a lot. Yeah, I think, you know, going into this game, I texted some of my friends that are Providence people, and, you know, I read the columns and whatnot, and it seemed like they were saying that this team was going to be better than last year. And I know last year they disappointed. They beat us by 40, but they had a very disappointing season. And uh, they obviously didn't make the tournament or anything like that. But I don't really see this team being better. Off of one game is a little unfair to say, but I don't really see them being better than last year because they didn't really have a scorer last night that could shoot the ball. It was all in the paint. But again, that could just be the game plan going into a team that you're outsized. So... All things considered, Watson, he played well last night, but he didn't impress me to the point where people are saying he's All the best East. big man in the country or up there. Moving on, Bynum. I thought Bynum was very underwhelming. He only had eight points, but uh, he just wasn't – he didn't seem that effective. You know, he had two turnovers. He uh, – I feel like all his points came off of just blowing by Caleb. That was a good matchup with Caleb. But he didn't show – it wasn't like, wow, that kid has a lot of skill. It was more so just, oh, you ran by – our point guard or whatever. I thought he was – I think he's kind of their weak spot. I think their point guard is their weak spot. A.J. Reeves was a guy that I thought would, like, torch us last yeah, night. I thought he would have, like – Only 13 throws. points from him, three for eight from the field. Um, you know, 13 is points, six of them were free throws. So uh, I think that was kind of my most shocking thing. I thought it would be, like, Watson, Reeves, Watson, yeah. Reeves, back and forth torching us, and it that didn't really happen. Durham played well. He's their transfer – um, he had 18. I think he might have been their second best player besides yeah. Watson. And he, even even um, the other transfer, Manaya, 
right? He's a transfer. Yeah, he made a lot of he, like non stat sheet plays on defense, well. and yeah, yeah, he he played well. Uh, and then, like you said, they only played four guys off the bench. One of them being Manaya, but the other three you don't even, you just, wouldn't even remember their names yeah. if we said it because you know they didn't really contribute. So, and when you have a guy that plays thirty minutes off the bench, it's like hard to find minutes for many other people. <laughs> yeah, but going into the Big East, it's gonna be interesting to see. They extend the bench a little if bit. If they have to extend the bench. Because I don't know if playing six guys a game is going to cut it in Big East play. Yeah. Unless they're tearing it up. But my overall thing on Providence, is, again, is we're we're big uh, Providence is overrated guys here. And I, yeah, I, I, I think it good, again. But it's just like you expect more. And I mean, also, it could just be us giving not enough credit to Fairfield. But it's just know. that every year people are just – Picking Providence, Providence like the trendy to, pick to win yeah. the Big East every year. It seems like yeah, they're like people. I guess people just like them because it's like a small school, and they have everyone like, likes Cooley and, and like nice jerseys, like nice they have colors. Cool, yeah, and they got like a good atmosphere, Dunkin' Donuts Center, or whatever. But I feel like they get overrated somehow every year in you know by the analysts and by people. And I don't know. They just didn't impress me nearly as much as they did last year, and they weren't even good last year. Yeah. So and they had better, they had their top player. Leader. Yeah, and they they lost Duke, who they lost Duke, and they didn't really replace him with someone who scores or plays like him. You know, Durham yeah. doesn't play like him. And Durham's still good, but he's just like a wor- like I'd say he's obviously worse than Duke. Yeah, and we'll see how good he is against. And, the I mean, I guess they, they they think Manaya is a big pickup off the bench, but I don't know. Their guards didn't impress me, yeah. so kind of close the. Close the uh, the box on Providence there, but overall, pretty solid game. Um, and and for us to only lose by seven, it felt like a win for Stag Country last night. Everyone was tweeting, coming out of the woodwork, saying that you know this team is going to be special. You know, and I don't, I don't know if that's like an overreaction. We still lost, but like it was uh, one of the first times in a while that uh, you know. Fairfield fans were happy after the first game, so we will have to keep seeing. One thing we wanted to talk about was um, rotations, right? Because the first unit, right, we're fine with the starters, but uh, as far as the second unit goes, we were a little, uh, I don't know. It was was a mixed match. It was like... The stars were obvious, like you knew who you were going to get with the stars. But the second unit, I think Jaren was kind of like testing it out a little bit. I feel, I feel like you, you could tell with like, I mean, Wells is probably more of like a uh, emergency because obviously so many foul, tr- so much foul trouble. But like an Allen for five, Leach for one. Like, I don't know if he went in the game playing to play those guys for five in one minute. I think it was more like, yeah, see I mean, if they play well. And the thing is, hand. the thing is with the second, like the very first. Second unit he puts in is Cruz, Long, Mido, Allen, and Caleb. We weren't a big fan of, you know, uh, Wojcik and Taj not being on that court at the same time. Yeah, I mean, Caleb's a good ball handler, but he needs someone else with him to kind of... Like, and there wasn't really a great scorer on the court at that time, right? Long, I mean, Long's a freshman at the end of the day, so it's like, while he... Looked he had good six yesterday. Points at that point. Yeah, while he <laughs> while he looked good at that point, it's like you still can't really trust him as like the the go to scorer. So with 
you know, Cruz, Long, Mato, Allen, and Caleb as a second unit. That that was kind of like where the game started to get closer again. Yeah. Whereas we were, we had the lead for a little while, and then once that kind of came about, the game started to get closer. That's where again. like a, a leech would be better than like an Allen in that point. Yeah. Or even just leaving Wojcik or, or even even the leech. Well, you could take Caleb out at that point too. I guess you could take Caleb out, but then you don't have any primary ball handler. Really? That's true, and that's a very young lineup, so yeah. then it's, yeah. But, I don't know, I just didn't like that whole group together no, as I a didn't. whole. I feel like that was kind of like the, when they were in, that kind of like hurt us. No, yeah, um, for sure. So, going forward, I would like to see the units change up a little bit. But I think, I think that was very early in the game, so I think that once the game unfolded, I think Jay Young won't really he go with some, that same. I, didn't, I don't even mind riding like the hot hand situation with like long over Leach, which I feel like was not the plan. I mean, it could have been, but like I feel like if Leach was playing well and Long wasn't, I wouldn't have minded like flipping the minutes or vice versa, like keeping it that way. Yeah. Like, but especially a team that's been offensively challenged for kind of a while at this point. I think another issue too though was having Allen and Cruz in at the same time. Yeah, two guys that are that kind of essentially kind of play the same position. And they're also negative three point shooters at yeah. this point. So it's like what when they were literally like their one thing that was keeping them ahead was three point shooting and you're taking out like basically your biggest asset at that point. Yeah. Yeah and I don't know. I don't think we'll really see that lineup again going forward. I mean, Allen only played five minutes. That was kind of like the bulk of his play time anyway. Yeah. But uh, I j- we just wrote that down because that was kind of like something that right off the bat. It was we the were one rotation like, that we were like. Like, what was, are you doing? Yeah. yeah. So going forward, I don't really think we'll see that again. But that was kind of like our biggest pet peeve from that from the game yesterday. So uh, looking on to the future now, we got a game coming up Sunday. Uh, Fairfield versus Boston College, 4 p.m. Uh, on ACC Network. Do we get ACC yeah, Network? Yeah, ESPN. Okay, so ACC Network, ESPN probably on the app. Boston College just played last night. They won 73-57 to over Dartmouth. They uh, shot 49% from the field, 38.9% from three. Um, the the kind of That's a little concerning, right? They're going to yeah. be a good three-point shooting team. The one thing, though, to know is that they only shot 64% from free throw line, so maybe if we can take advantage of that, take advantage of that a little bit. Uh, they also had 12 turnovers, so uh, and they had 16 fouls, so we'll see how uh, how that plays out. Looking at their box score really quick, um, they had a couple guys drop double-digit scoring, but uh, you know nothing too eye-popping, so... Yeah. I don't know. Is Dartmouth like a usual good? Uh, I, I mean, usually it's Yale or Harvard coming out of the Ivies. Yeah, because I don't know how to like ever Dartmouth. I feel like uh, you know a what is that fifteen point or so win over Dartmouth. I don't know if that's like concerning I mean, for a, us. It's probably a bye game, so I can't imagine they're too good. It's a tune up. I, I have to imagine because going into this game, I feel like we should be pretty confident. I feel like Providence is probably better. Than BC when it comes to basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But BC has their moments. Yeah. You don't so, know good their team and we, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know, like, who they got or anything. But I feel like we should be confident going into this game after how last night went. And then, obviously, after that, looking ahead, we got Medgar Evers Tuesday. This is going to be our home opener um, at Webster Bank Arena, 7 p.m. They're a D3 school, so... 
you got to kind of uh, shoot for the stars in that one. You yeah. saw Manhattan play yesterday. One, they beat a D three school by fifty or sixty. Yeah, we, they scored ninety nine points. They have to like make their presence felt. Yeah, so they play another close game against BC. Like they Tuesday has to be like a blowout. Yeah, and uh, and then that'll roll us on right into next Saturday, Sacred Heart. That's gonna be a big game. So um, we'll see. And Sacred Heart plays Providence, I think, yeah, very next, soon or one of these next few games. Next couple of days. So um, that's kind of where we're at right now. We'll talk about on next week's show. We'll talk about Boston College and Med Gravers games. Um, recap of that, and then get you ready for. Sacred Heart. Um, any final comments on last night's game? Any um, just they, overarching thoughts? I, I'm confident they played well. If you're a Fairfield fan, you should be confident going into Sunday. Maybe not to win, but to keep it close again. Yeah, I mean, if they can, if they can keep it clo- just as close as this game, or even closer, or obviously win would be crazy, but. If they can keep it just like this, I think people are going to be very confident going yeah. into those more winnable games. Tuesday, it's weird. One thing I'll say is it's weird having that game Tuesday after playing such big schools, yeah. then playing a D3 school, and then going back to like a Sacred Heart. It's a little weird kind of uh, up and down flow of yeah. it. But I think Sunday is going to be very important, and then Tuesday has to be it a blowout. It has to be a big blowout. It, it has, has to be. The young guys play, get some... Like, I, mean, I mean, they were... It'll be, what, their third game in a week? Too. Yeah, but it'll be their home opener, so hopefully that gives them a little push, a little almost. gas in the tank. And, uh, yeah, hopefully they just blow them out in front of the home crowd, and hopefully it's a great, great, uh, you know, first Fairfield yeah. sports basketball game back with fans in, like, two years or whatever. So that's kind of where we're at. But, uh, yeah, last night a very inspiring loss. I think probably the best that Fairfield fans have felt after an opening day um, since we've been here. So uh, that's all for us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Red Sea Radio, and uh, you know keep interacting with us about the season. We'll be posting all the time um, on there like we do, live tweeting the games and stuff like that. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday at 2 p.m. again to talk about Boston College, Meg Grever's games. And, uh, yeah, we're excited that Fairfield basketball's back. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're excited we have a good team this year, hopefully. So uh, thanks for listening. It's been WFUF 88.5 FM, Red Sea Radio. Catch us next week. As always, go Stags.